Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs. I'm Susie Q. Hey guys, it's Sean. What's been happening, Sean? Uh, not too much. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this cold weather and <laughs> getting dark at quarter of five. Oh, I know. Yeah, I get off work at five o'clock and I tell you, ever since the time change, as soon as I walk out of work, I'm just like, <laughs> i uh went out in the river yesterday and for the first time I had to break out my dry suit and oh. i was like ugh, just not Oof. looking forward to that for the next couple of months but right if yeah. it gets me on the water then it, then uh, i guess it's okay right yeah we uh we actually have a winter weather advisory out right now because tomorrow we've got some snow <laughs> that stuff out there Ugh. yeah i know right but i'm like well you know we've we've gotten spoiled so far with this uh kind of warmer november and uh yeah the cold definitely kind of dropped in last week and uh yeah we've got our first you know whatever i don't know if it's necessarily a winter storm but uh i think they're saying like maybe a couple inches for us so wow yeah we'll see so yeah 
at least it's happening on Sunday and yeah. not during the week when Adam yeah. has to travel. Uh, so that's pretty nice. Yeah. So, but uh, I know um, we had a little bit of a, a break from our regular show uh, this past week with, um, <clears throat> with it being Thanksgiving and whatnot. But uh, definitely back at it. But I know we're going to be coming up on our Christmas break here soon. So um, I think that's going to be coming up in what, like... The week after two weeks maybe two, two weeks yeah, yeah thanks. two yep. weeks so yeah um we're gonna be taking a nice little christmas break and kind of regroup and get ready for 2024 that's hard to believe yeah super crazy. No, it is crazy <laughs> um i uh i talked to uh big daddy rap and he gave me permission to share that i am officially joining z pro uh batteries uh lithium batteries on their pro pro staff so um i get to in the new year that i will be a 100 official but i guess it's all but enough official that i can announce that so awesome. that's my first sponsorship yeah so heck I'm yeah man well, super congrats. happy thanks that's awesome dude heck yeah so, and uh, I know you were you were definitely looking for something for uh, your motor that you got too. So. Yep, and it's it worked. I mean, I was out yesterday from 10 a.m. till uh, 4 p.m. and it went from 100% to 89%. And wow! Was, and the river was flowing, so I was using it a good bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so and uh, it's just. There's a lot of cool things about it. I don't know if like uh, all, you know, a lot of the lithium batteries have it, but it has like Bluetooth. So I can look right on my phone and see the percentage left. Even That's with it, cool. Even with it sitting in my garage, like it's not hooked up to anything. I don't know. I guess it just uses a tiny bit of that power to broadcast a Bluetooth signal. Well, but, that's uh, cool. I'm kind of jealous of that because, like, mine just, they're just regular, I mean, lithium batteries. You know, they don't have any fancy Bluetooth or whatnot on them. So that that's actually pretty nice. That way you can actually tell, you know, what percentage you're at. That's, yep. that's pretty handy. I like it. Yeah. And I always have my phone on me on the water anyway. So right. just a quick little app that, uh, you know, goes and looks and talks to it and says, yeah, you have this much left. So <laughs> Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, since I know a lot of folks are uh, indoors right now, they might be working on, you know, some winter projects, cleaning up gear, maybe thinking about, um, you know, doing something different with their kayaks. I know for me, um, I'm looking to kind of rearrange like my wiring and all that because, you know, I got lights, I got my power pole, I've got a motor, I got a fish finder other stuff like that. So, you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, I really would like to have, you know, kind of a cleaner and better way to uh, kind of set up my wiring and electronics and everything. And I just happened to kind of be scrolling on Facebook and um, uh, our special guest is going to be Mr. Kurt Smith, who is going to kind of help us dive down the rabbit hole as far as uh, running electronics, the wiring for all that other stuff and whatnot. So, Kurt, welcome back to the Noob Show, because I know you've been on here a couple of times. So, happy to have you. Thanks for having me back on, man. It's a pleasure being here. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, for the folks who might be new to our show, um, you know, give yourself an introduction, where you're from, 
you know, what you do, et cetera, et cetera, you know, kind of a little brief intro. Uh, I fish a lot of the national kayak fishing series stuff. I'm a 2017 uh, KBF national champion. Um, and, you know, I just love kayak fishing, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of a rig. I like to rig stuff. I like to do a lot of DIY stuff. So this kind of goes right up my alley, you know. Right. Yeah. Especially with like the modern kayaks, because the modern kayaks, at, at least for the, the guys who are, are doing tournaments, it seems, have evolved. Right. You know, because when, when I started first started doing tournaments, you know, I had a little tiny fish finder that was like, you know, it was like four inches big, maybe four inches big. And you could barely see what was going on. And if you blinked, it moved off the screen. <laughs> like you had to be watching it and stuff. So you did, I didn't have lights, you know, you didn't have anything else on there. You could kind of wire up anything to make that work. Right. I mean, you could put anything. So things have just changed so much. And like, you know, congratulations on getting your new sponsorship. You know, the lithium batteries, that, that's kind of like a whole nother revolution that's happened. Yes. You know, well, I was going to, I figured one of the things I could talk to you about is I want to run lines through my hole and I'm scared to death to cut a hole in my hole <laughs> or in my, uh, in my kayak anywhere. So, but I got the, you know, a through hole wiring kit besides, I have an Outback, so it does have some but not back by the motor where I want to run it through back there. So right, I was talking right. to, uh, yeah, I was talking to a few guys that did it and they said, it's no big deal, but I'm still, I haven't done it yet. And I keep, every time I go to do it, I'm like, eh, I'm just going to wait a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is no big deal, but you should be cautious when you're drilling big holes in your kayak. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I like to put the minimal holes in my mm -hmm. hole, you know, or, that's kind of weird to say, but <laughs> as few holes in my kayak as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. But there's so many good line through kits now, like Yak Attack's making a couple That's different one size ones. Yep. So you can get them for a yeah, larger size for uh, doing batteries, you know, to hook up batteries to motors. Because that's a much bigger wire. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that a lot of people need to learn about too is, is doing a quick internet search on wire gauges that you should be using for the length of runs that are happening, especially for motors, because they take uh, on 12 volts, it's a lot different than like your home wiring. 12 volts, like you really have to increase the diameter gauge of the wire when you're having more amperage draws, like a motor takes. The motor's, you know, pretty intensive for the draws um, and, and also you know going off the manufacturers you really want to pay attention to what they recommend i mean it's just so important i know like garmin uh fish finders uh they want you to run a very i can't remember the exact gauge but i think it's 10 gauge it's a very large gauge wire where yeah. a lot of the accessories and other fish finders will be a much smaller gauge wire and say it's okay so it's really important to to know especially when your battery isn't right next to whatever you're powering you know led lights are one thing but your electronics are are, are sensitive mm -hmm. right you know I, I know my garmin anytime there's any weirdness with electronics with the powering of them they just don't work right you know they instantly show me my old hummingbird one side of my side scan if, if it got too low on voltage would, would go away. So if you ran too long a line, you lose a little bit of voltage to that line. 
so you'd have these weird symptoms like that and you wouldn't you would think it's like your transducers going bad or, or something else and really it was just that you ran too small wiring or something like that hmm. it's oh. just stuff like that it's just like do homework you know what i mean right now when you're talking about you know like different gauge wire and whatnot so and i know you were saying not just like your average home wire like what is a i guess is there a typical brand or like a typical type of gauge of wire to use when it comes to running wires in your kayak so there's not one gauge that i can tell people to use right you, you really want to look and read in your owner's manual and see if it's like a 10 gauge a 16 gauge and Gauges are kind of weird. The, the higher the number gauge, the smaller the diameter. The wires, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So a 16 smaller than a 10. Um, you really want to find out what gauge they recommend. Now, there is a specific type of wire that's good to use. They make a marine wire that's made for 12 volt, and, it's, and they tin it. So what they do is they coat the copper wiring, and it's not a solid wire. It's a bunch of little wires, so it's flexible. Um, they coat that in an oxygen-free environment with tin, and that helps with the corrosive aspects of it being wet all the time okay. and, and getting corroded at connections and stuff. Um, and, and it's worth a few extra dollars because it's it's really pennies. And in a kayak, we're talking like the, your longest run's gonna. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he will be back. I'm sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, you know, as he's talking about, you know, the different uh, types of wiring and stuff like that. Um, so I was actually wanting to pick his brain a little bit about this, too. And now that he's talking about, you know, make sure you're using the same size of gauge of wire. I actually think that I might have a different sized um, gauge of wire going from... Um, like one of my yak gear things. So, oh, they, <laughs> we both closed Sorry, at the same time. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's see here. Anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, just making sure um, you know, you're using the manufacturer recommendation for the safe for the right size of gauge, and then there's like a marine type of wire. Um, you were talking about that helps prevent corrosion. Yeah. And if you Google that, you're going to get tons of options on where to buy it and stuff. Some local marinas carry it and stuff. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not like an uncommon thing. It's, you'll be e easy to find, easy to find. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you know, that, that, uh, you know, sounds simple and everything, but when you get to running multiple um, things, all at once so like you might have lights that you're needing to run you have your uh fish finder that you're wanting to run you might have a power pole that you're wanting to run you might have a motor um and i'm sure you know a lot of people have common sense when it comes to yeah maybe your motor needs to be separate from everything else but then again <laughs> you know there might be some people on here like oh yeah i can just connect everything together and it'll be fine well, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's common sense, but definitely like having your motor on a separate system in your fish finder, highly recommended, highly recommended. And that, that's going to do a couple things. It's going to keep the power clean to your fish finder. 
And it's also going to make sure that you have enough power to run everything. And you don't have a weird power draw happen to it where you, where you're putting too much taxing power on the battery and you essentially don't have enough juice by the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that that solves is well, that I mentioned was that it keeps the power clean to the fish finder. And that's the biggest thing, right? Because if you have an expensive fish finder, you know, you spend all that money on the fish finder. I want to get the maximum resolution. I want it to be the cleanest image, you know, possible. I, I you know, you don't spend that all that money on it um, to look at a crappy image, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, you were, you were talking about, you know, making sure to use same uh, size gauge wiring. And I was actually going to pick your brain a little bit about this too, is um, so I have a Lowrance unit and mostly everything will work just fine, but then my screen will get super hot, like just barely touching it. It'll be super hot. And then the temperature readout will go from like, you know, normal, whatever the water temp is, then I'll jump all over the place and then I'll just go up to 999.99. And I'm like, hmm. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a wiring issue or if that might be a fish finder issue. That is an interesting issue. I haven't heard that one before. I, ha I have heard Lorance touchscreens get hot just okay. running, but I have not heard that temperature thing before. Yeah. Uh, maybe I mean, that is a that, your that temperature could be a comes from the, the transducer, so I would right. think, right? But Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I should, the, the temperature sensor should be separate, right? I mean, that mm -hmm. should be down in the water. Yeah. I don't I, know. What, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's going to be a winter project is to try to figure that out because that just started happening this year. It was just like mid-season, you know, and I'd be doing my thing and I'd look over and I'd be like, I'm pretty certain that the water is not 30 degrees right now. <laughs> It'd be mid-summer. I'm like, yeah, no, something's not right. And then it would kind of fluctuate all the time. And like, it would look like the, the depth finder as I'm going over, you know, different depths of water, but it was the temperature going all over the place. And then it would just go to 999 degrees and it would stay there for quite a while. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Fun times, you know, and not really being, um, you know, up to speed with, you know, electronics and wiring and stuff like that. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, I have one of those um, Yak power systems where it's kind of like the box and then it's got like the, the different wire appendage thingies, my bobbers on there, but um, they have special plugs to them. So you have to connect whatever device that you're wanting to connect to it to another special end. So I wanted to ask you when it comes to connecting like wires and stuff together, um, what would you recommend for you know, connecting things together? Um, or would you almost recommend trying to not have as many like splice connections as possible? What's uh, what's your take on all that? You just nailed it on the head last thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Least number of connections through a wire. You know, from the source of the power to whatever you're powering, I want to have the absolute least number of connections. If, if I can help it, I want a straight wire running the whole way and just having it be one wire with no interruptions to it. Because every time you interrupt it in there somewhere, that's causing a little bit of, it's almost causing a little bit of power draw. So it's taking a little bit more voltage to go through that connection. And since we're in a very wet environment, the inside of my kayak, I don't know about your guys, but it's always wet. Mm-hmm. 24-7, 365 days a year, yep. it is wet inside my kayak. So all those connections, they're just being hammered with water, whether they're being, whether it's humidity, uh, whether it's just actually getting wet. I mean, it, there's just water present. And as soon as you run electricity through something that's exposed to moisture, it causes corrosion. It's just, it's a, it's a, something about the physics of electricity and water. And, you know, I'm not the one to explain the physics of it, but it happens, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things that I want to have the least number of connections. So when you say you have multiple connections, that, that could, that ultimately could be a problem. And it may be a problem of it just uh, getting a little bit of corrosion in there and it not being able to get juice through one of the connections. That's what I was thinking that too. When you have multiple connections, it's just that many more points of failure too, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the electrical system out of all the things you want to, that you could have problems with, that's like the least one on the list, right? Mm -hmm. No one wants to be at the ramp going man my fish finder won't turn on or yeah. your light won't turn on and you, and you got an hour and a half till daylight you know and you're sitting at the ramp you know no one wants that problem or your motor won't start and you got two exactly yep. you know i mean it, it's just one of those things that you want to make it like for me at least i want to make it as simple and as bulletproof as possible with the least amount of places i need to look if there ever is a problem um, but, you know, the one thing I have found is if you take some precautions, like getting the right wire, getting the right gauge, getting the right fuses, you know, and, and making sure you get the right shrink wrap, right, the shrink tubing, because not all shrink tubing is created equal. Some of it's marine stuff that actually has a heat-activated glue, so when it shrinks around the wiring, it actually glues itself and makes a watertight junction. Where some of them aren't actually watertight. They they look like it's really tight, but it's not actually watertight, so water can still get up inside of them. So following all those like little details like that and, and going the extra mile and getting shrink wrap versus using electrical tape, mm-hmm. you know, can really pay off dividends later. Gotcha. Now I know um, with fish finders um, and motors. I know most of them come with like fuses built into the wiring or whatnot. Um, 
when it comes to like running other things, like um, I'm trying to think if my power pole has one. I'm, I don't know if it does. When, um, I guess, when is it necessary to have a fuse and how do you know um, what the right kind of fuse is to have? Okay. If you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you will know because usually it's listed somewhere in your owner's manual and it'll usually be right by the gauge wire you so it's like once you find that information, usually really quick, you're going to find the other information, whether it's one might be in front of the other, but they're usually together. Um, it's always the right time to be fused. There's never a time where you should have a battery in a kayak and not have it fused. Even if it's a really small system, even, you know, even if you're running like three amps, you know, which is a very, very small system you should still have it fused. It protects the kayak because we're in plastic kayaks. If you short a wire out, it could get hot enough to melt your kayak. I've actually seen a guy put a hole in the bottom of his kayak. Wow. He left the system in there and he had a short overnight and he had a short in his wire and it actually melted a small hole in the bottom of his kayak. Ooh. Yeah, that was, and it was a bummer. We were out of town and luckily it wasn't a tournament, but we were out of town on a, on a fishing trip and he burned a hole in his kayak. <clears throat> and that was an unfused system where if he would have had a fuse in there, the fuse would have blown and he would have gone, oh, that sucks. And then and, and realized there was a problem mm -hmm. instead of ruining his kayak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in fusing everything, even though uh, most lithium batteries have a BMS in them and they have their own like kickoff system built into them. It, it, it should still be fused. You should still be fused because the amount of juice that can come out of most lithium batteries is significantly higher than what some wires can take, some smaller gauge wires can take. Mm -hmm. um, now, this might be a, a dumb question, <laughs> but uh, what is a like BMS system in a lithium battery? Like, wh what is that? <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Almost all, if not all, lithium batteries that we that we would buy for kayak fishing, they have the battery part, which are these cells that are inside them, mm -hmm. right, that, that stores the energy. And then because it's lithium and not lead acid, because lead acid is, will put out a very steady current without any help, right? Mm -hmm. Just the battery itself will just put out a very steady current. Lithium doesn't do that. Lithium will put out a, a crazy amount of current all at once. So you actually have to have something in between the battery and whatever you're powering to keep it around 12 volts. And that's what the BMS does. It does some other things too, <coughs> as far as like overcharge protection, undercharge protection. Um, some batteries have temperature protection uh, and it, will, it can do some other stuff depending on what battery you get. All, you know, not all lithium batteries are the same and, the BMS is a big reason why they're not all the same is that you can pick what features you want, you know, how much protection you want, how little protection you want. Um, but the BMS is basically a circuit board, or almost a small computer inside the lithium battery to help regulate everything. Interesting. Hmm. Long answer. Sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> Hey, that, that, that's, that, that's awesome. Because like, I was like, yeah, I know lithium batteries run different than, you know, steel lead acid batteries, but I didn't exactly know why. And I'm like, oh, I, now I know. And I'm sure, you know, 
plenty of other people are just like, oh yeah, I just got a lithium battery because it's cool. <laughs> you know, they don't really uh, dig too deep into, you know, the how and why and stuff like that. So always uh, good information to have. Um, uh, let's see here. What was I going to say next? Um, I'm wondering, I'm like, uh, Steve Baker came and helped me install my uh, Newport motor. And I'm, I was thinking in my head, I don't remember seeing a fuse. I wonder where, I'm sure it's probably there somewhere, but I might have to look for it. I would think a, a, a motor would come with a fuse in the line somewhere too, right? Like I know my fish finder did. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with the Newport stuff, so I couldn't honestly give you, you know, say, yeah, there is one. But it wouldn't surprise me if there was one in there someplace. Like if I know if you, the Newport battery box, they have one built into that. Gotcha. So if you're using that, there's actually one in in the box itself. Okay. Um, there might be another one someplace, though, too. You know, like, yeah, like most of our fish finders, they all come Yes. You know, almost all the ones I've ever bought all came with a fuse, their own fuse. Yep. Right in the line, yeah. 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 Um, let's see here. What else was I gonna ask? Um, so how how do I how do I word this next question? So I know that there's amps and then there's like voltage, and then there's like amp hours, um, and other things like that. How do you know like what those mean and how they like relate to like electronics on your kayak? Uh, yeah, Ooh, man, you're asking really tough questions. <laughs> Honestly, you are. You know, because I'm not an engineer by any means. Right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and but, if you know it too, you know, because <laughs> I couldn't tell you like uh, an amp a volt. You can think of voltage as the type of system you have. Right. Us as kayakers, uh, our fish finders run 12 volts for the most part. Now, if you dig into your owner's manual, you are going to find that there is a range that they'll have for voltage for your fish finder. Right. But everything that we have will work in the 12 volt range. Right. And when I say 12 volts, most lithium batteries are like over 14 volts. So it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of give and take, right? I mean, they say 12 volts, but there's a little bit of range there to play with. But that's the type of system that we have. The amps that you see, that's how much energy you're using. That's how much juice is being pushed through it. You know, that, that's like your gasoline coming into your car. Like how much gas is going into your car? Three gallons? Well, that'd be three amps. Is it, five, is, is it 12 gallons? Well, that'd be 12 amps. It's how much juice is actually moving through your system. And that's really the best way to look at it, because you're going to find that some fish finders will come with a three amp fuse with them. Some will come with a six amp fuse. Some will be more, some will be less. Um, and, and that's where that's coming from, is how much juice they actually need to use. And I'm and glad then, you asked that, because there's also a lot of different types of fuses. There's little round cylinder fuses, right? That are glass. There's little tiny blade. There's micro blade fuses. There's big blade fuses. There's, uh, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, you can find a, 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 quite a few different types of 12 volt fuses out there. And yeah, you'll see, like, is, I, yep, that's like the tube. That's the tube fuse right there. Yep. 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 And so this one, um, what it's come with, at least for me, 
is um, is the battery chargers for my lithium batteries. Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen mm -hmm. those in. And then the, uh, what did you call like the, the plate the ones? Blade. Blade. Or yeah. plate ones. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Blade ones are usually the ones that are in the, uh, that are built into the wires for fish finders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's important to know what fuse you need if you're using what's, what comes from your manufacturer. Cause I know for my Garmin, so on my Garmin, I also have a GPS puck, right? So that GPS puck needs power too. And I have two black boxes and both those need power. And my head unit obviously needs power. So there's four different things that I have that need power, right? And believe it or not, even though they all came from Garmin, they came with three different fuses. <laughs> and they were all different sizes. Mm -hmm. Two of them were the same type of fuse, and one was different. Wow. So <laughs> you got to wow. pay attention, you know, to, to what you're buying because the blade fuses, those colors mean how many amps they are. Right. Yes. So an orange one's different than a red one and a red one's different than a blue one and, mm -hmm. and so on. So you want to really pay attention to those amps because you don't really want to over amp your system, especially your electronics, because you really never want anything to happen to your fish finder because it's expensive. You know, I mean, that's like the last thing you want to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I know uh, I was thinking, too, when you're saying like your fish finders, three amps or six amps, then. Uh, is that per hour? So like if you get a 50 amp hour battery, does that say, oh, I can run my three amp fish finder for what? Uh, 20 hours or what? Well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it's, uh, so exactly. That's it's, it's not. So we were talking about fuse size when I was talking about amps. That's right. generally going to be a little bit higher than what the actual usage of your of that item will be. Right. It's usually just a little bit above it. Um, but it'll say, again, like if you dig into your owner's manual, it'll actually tell you in there. Now, here's where it gets tricky. They always give you the high amounts when you look that up, right? When you look up and say the Garmin, you know, 93 SV UHD plus uses, I'm just throwing, I, I, don't, I don't know what the number is, but I'm just going to say 10 amps per hour, which is way over what it uses. Um, that's the maximum usage of it. I found that all my, everything that I have runs a little bit less than what their maximum is, but that's a really good guideline to go by. Cause you really want to, at the end of the day, you really want to get off the water with extra juice and not mm -hmm. have too little juice. Right. right? right. You, you don't want to be out there and go blind or run out of motor, you know, mm -hmm. You really want to have more, but that's a really good way to know that you have enough just to, just to do these numbers. Again, see, it's like research, man. And, it's, mm -hmm. and this is the most boring part of kayak <laughs> rigging, right? Because all you're doing is taking notes. You're sitting at your computer, you're looking up all the amperages and you're adding them all up to make sure your battery is going to be big enough. And then you're putting all the numbers for the gauge wires by everything that you need. And you haven't even touched your kayak. <laughs> Right. right. You're just sitting there looking at numbers and over, you know. But when you get all that stuff done right, it leads into a trouble free season. Right? You spend that time digging into those numbers and doing all the boring stuff and getting all the details and being a nerd for two weeks on it. And then you can forget about it. You know, that's what happens to me. It all goes out of my it all goes out of my head. In two weeks you ask me what gauge wire I put in, I'm not gonna have 
<laughs> right. I'm not gonna have a clue. I'll be like, I'll have to look. Maybe it was 16. Maybe it was 12. I'm not sure. You know. Um, but whereas I guess if you take shortcuts, then that's when you do spend time out on the water trying to figure out why is this not working, and that's not definitely not when you want to be having to figure that stuff out. Yeah, and you may not even be able to fix it. Right. 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 You know, I mean, I don't bring a soldering iron to, with me to the ramp. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I really don't. I, I bring an extra battery. I'm, I, I'll have an extra lead on that battery. You know, I might have an extra component here or there, but I don't, I don't have a whole, I'm not ready to like do heart surgery. I'm like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you were talking about, you know, trying to have as, um, you know, few, splices and wiring just have it you know one single connection or whatnot um i i've seen some different types of connectors that people have used for you know going from you know the battery then to the fish finder or whatnot do you have any um i guess like tips or insight or anything when it comes to connectors or anything yeah like that? i mean yeah i use like Obviously, I use probably like uh, use like a very normal ring connector. So, thing about connectors, right? They, there's going to be two different sizes for them. There's going to be the wire size, and there's going to be the hole size for what where the battery post would go through. So, it's it take it's worth spending some time to get the right size for everything because then it just makes putting it together a little easier. I mean, you can make it work if they're not the exact right size, but makes it easier if you again take some notes when you go into the hardware store and you know that it's 10 gauge and 16 gauge they need and the, the battery post is whatever it is quarter inch eighth inch whatever it might be um, it's good to know those things because then you'll be able to get the right piece for it and it's worth soldering every connection hmm. in my opinion right now i know some guys are big on crimping Right. And, and they say they have all the success in the world with crimping. I have never had a problem when I properly soldered something ever coming loose, ever getting corroded in between the two or anything, because it becomes a solid piece. There's no place for water to intrude to cause any corrosion to happen in between the two metals. Right. Because you're going from a copper wire to whatever they i don't even know what whatever they make those little connectors out of to your battery you know or to your whatever else you're connecting to you know on the on the other end of it so my advice would be solder everything gotcha now i know that that can be kind of a rabbit hole on its own too soldering <laughs> <laughs> and everything too but i mean you know to to kind of keep it most simple um you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about soldering. Like, I have a soldering iron. I've used it maybe once. It wasn't for anything kind of fishing related. It was like a little arts and crafty thing I did. But are there, I guess, like, are there different metals to use when it comes to soldering? Or is it all the same? Um, you know, <laughs> what I pick out is, is all the same stuff. I mean, uh, there are, you don't want to use plumbing solder. For your electrical stuff you want to use an electrical solder um but that's like usually if you go to your hardware store like if you walk into a lowe's they have right where the soldering guns are that's the solder i use 
that's the paste I use. The flux I use is, is what the paste is. And that cleans the metal. So you clean your metal, then you stick it in that little paste and it'll help the solder flow onto whatever that paste is on. Uh, okay. You know, crimping does work too. You know, I, mm -hmm. I go a little overboard on my stuff because I just am so paranoid about having problems on the road. Right. Um, but crimping does work too. So if you're a little hesitant on soldering, buying a decent little crimping gun to do the little crimps isn't a bad way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely good to know. Because like, I, I honestly, yeah, without talking with you, like I, I'm very like basic, like you know, third grade level. Like, okay, yep, I'm just gonna you know, crimp my wires together and not really think much of it, you know, but now learning, you know, soldering, I'm like, oh, okay. But then like, you know, for somebody who's never done stuff like that before, you're just kind of like, well, am I going to do this right? Like, what am I going to mess up? Like, am I gonna, just going to set everything on fire? <laughs> I have uh, burned holes in my pants with a soldering gun. Before, just saying it happens. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. You can't help but do that at least once. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, let's see here. I was also going to show... I was going to say, if we look at his yeah pictures... Yes. Bring that up here. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There we go. So I, I got a few different pictures that you had shared recently on your Facebook page. Um, obviously, he's in a uh, Hopi Pearl Angler, and he took off the uh, the rod tubes and the rod tube plates. And uh, from here, it looks like you're running some different uh, connectors. I would assume. Yeah. So I what think. those are those little those little red things down there? Those are the backs to the plugs that I'm using, excuse me, to the switches that I'm using. Those are all yep. the backs. There's four of them down there. Mm -hmm. And that I have four switches that are going into that little uh, delete, that delete plate right there. Okay. The one that Tim Pierce makes. Hopefully you have a picture of it. Let's see here. This is kind of on the inside here. So kind of taking a look at that. So like, just first glance at that, I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. There really is a lot going on there. So there's six, here's uh, six different fuses that are happening here. And this is uh, one of those little fuse plates you can buy. And you connect your positive to the top 
the negatives to the bottom, and then you connect all the negatives to the bottom plate that you see along the bottom. And then next to each one of those little blade fuses you see, each one of those, yep, those right there, mm -hmm. that runs off to an item that uses power from there. And that's what's powering everything. Oh. And that's before it's all cleaned up. That's You're seeing the octopus. You're seeing it all in raw. This is just everything kind of opened up and laid out that had just gotten it in there mm -hmm. before I put everything in wire loom. But this is a way for me because my kayak isn't the most complicated, but it's definitely one of the more complicated, I feel like, <laughs> as far as the trunks goes, because right. I got lights that I'm powering. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, and my fish finder itself requires uh, four different fuse items <laughs> just for the fish finder. So, you know, I'm... There's a few things that need to be fused. So you can see I, <laughs> I run two black boxes because I got two panoptic transducers. And each one of those has to be fused individually, right? Wow. So, I mean, there's two right there. Wow. <laughs> On that uh, fuse box, Oops. is that like universal? Can you fit uh, like, you know, different size depending what you run? I always thought like in your car, the slots seem to be almost sized per fuse. But there they look kind of. Like I see, you know, two, three oranges, a red and a purple. So you can put so, whatever fuse you want there. Yep, exactly. So, okay. but you want to be conscious of what it's going to, right? Right, right. That, let's say you have a really thin wire that something doesn't need a big wire. Well, you got to remember that's a really thin wire. So you don't want to put a big fuse in there. Um, okay. So we all different colors is because everything I got on there uses different, different, yeah. uses, a lot, mm -hmm. uses different amounts of, uh, energy right Use and i see here energy. yeah down at the bottom you've got different uh size gauge uh wires down here on the bottom too so yeah you can run different sizes too if needed yeah yeah i mean it's a little hard to see but there's probably three different gauges on the red wires mm -hmm. and on the black wires there's probably at least three if not four different gauges on those Wow. I'm looking at the the bracket that's mounting that thing to the kayak too. What's that's just a how is that? <laughs> uh, so on the pro anglers that that little black strap you see coming up over the top that's for the hatch, right? Mm -hmm. So it has a little nut underneath there. And when I saw that nut in there, I was like, man, what a perfect way for me to oh put, there you make, go make a little bracket to get it up off the bottom of the kayak, right? And just right. keep it really, really high. Yeah, and using already what's part of the kayak and not having to drill another hole in it, too. Exactly. exactly. I try to drill as few holes in my kayak as possible. Mm -hmm. You still have to, right? You right. Mean, there's no way around it, but I try to, like, really minimize minimize that. Yeah. Let's see here. So yeah, there's those. And then just kind of, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there's a method to the madness. There's your two black boxes up here. Um, and so you just, you run two fish finders total? No, just one fish finder. Oh, okay. I have two panoptic transducers, right? So oh, okay. Two. Yeah, that, that's, why it's, that's why there's two black boxes. I only, I only have one fish finder. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know if you had went to the, the dual screen yet or not. So, okay. Gotcha. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet is the keyword there. Yep. 
see here. So, yep, here's um, one of so, those. So, yeah, there's one of the plates. One of the plates, yep. And you said that uh, Tim Percy makes these? Yep, Tim makes them, and, and they fit in there. Like, that one's not uh, – it's still like that right now because I'm waiting for some lights to come. Mm -hmm. But when you fit them on there, man, it is a perfect fit. It is so clean looking. I, I, I can't – I mean, it's such a simple item. I'm glad mm -hmm. Tim makes them. They're not very expensive at all either. Yeah, he uh, he definitely makes uh, some good quality stuff. There, and so the yeah, cool. So yeah, so you were talking about um, so then the ends would just kind of like plug in on the back side of this. Exactly, exactly. How those switches were made, you it, it had that red plug, and mm -hmm. then it has like four prongs on the back of each one of those uh, switches, and it plugs into the back of those prongs. Okay. And so with these, um, I guess like, are they just like a, like a push button switch? Like what, what do you use those for? So that, that's my fish finder side. That That's everything that powers my fish finder. That's the GPS puck. That's the head unit. And that's the two black boxes. Oh, wow. So I can turn them on and off individually. If there's a problem, ah. then I can, I can kill one thing and not kill the whole system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. That's where I added some complexity to my system that some people don't. Some people don't want to be able to turn everything off individually. Right. For me, I kind of wanted that flexibility to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the nice thing about, you know, this type of stuff is just you can customize it any way you want to, really. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's one of the things that's attracted me to kayak fishing. This man is just the what we can do the kayaks to make them our own mm -hmm. you know everybody's stuff is different i love it man i love the you know, there's, i just i think it's really cool you know yeah it, it's always fun like tournament time you know once uh, everybody's done or whatnot you know you always like to kind of walk past everybody's kayak be like oh, okay i see how you set that up you know type of thing yeah it's yeah. it's pretty cool what some people can think of and i'm like i wouldn't have even thought of that <laughs> Yeah, and it's and sometimes it's neat to see the guys who over engineer stuff, man. It's <laughs> yes. like so far over the top, right? It's just <laughs> so far over the top. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. How many hours you got in that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, this looks like a, a mostly complete, um, you know, setup here because it looks like that uh, fuse thing has like a cover on it, and then you've yep. got um, oh that yeah, everything. Yeah, everything's wire loomed here that you can see. So all the power wires that go from one side of the kayak to the other side for the switches mm -hmm. are all wire loomed. And then the ones that come off from, off from the uh, switch panel that goes straight to the straight to the uh, fuses, that's also wire loomed. I wire loomed everything I could to protect it. What you're not yeah. seeing here, here it's all laying on the ground on the bottom of the kayak. I've been, I was able to mount all that stuff up on the kayak oh, higher. So nice. None of the wires that are power wires are on the bottom of the kayak at all. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And that's like one of my biggest things too, is like everybody who has a Hobie, like we know that water gets in that kayak. It doesn't matter how tight we have it, just it, it makes its way in there. And like, I haven't found like the best way to keep my wires like just up and off of the ground or off of the bottom of the kayak, which, you know, makes them more prone to corrosion or 
going bad or what have you. So, but this is this is very nice. This is nice and clean with that with that wire wrap stuff and yeah. Are the uh, black boxes mounted to any or like they're mounted to a plate? I can see, but then is that plate mounted to anything or is that kind of free floating so there? The, the plate isn't staying in that position. Right there, okay. I still have some wiring for my lights to do, so I haven't done the final mount. What that will do is I'll, that will be tilted up and then zip-tied to the post right there. Gotcha. Uh, so those black boxes will be up, straight up and down. Okay. Oh, nice. I like it. And again, I couldn't put two black boxes side by side mm-hmm. if I had the rod tubes in there. They, they, they go over the switch panels a fair amount on each yeah. side. Yeah, they, uh, they take up quite an amazing amount of room uh, in the kayaks there. No, uh, is your uh, is your battery in that in the in the front compartment too, or where do you put that? So I'm able to slide my battery underneath my IC. So there's that hatch. And okay. That yep. I was able to take that out. There's two foam blocks I, that I took out, mm-hmm. but I added foam blocks above my battery and then uh, underneath it to support the battery. So when I slide that battery in there, it kind of replaces the support those foam blocks did. I mean, it barely fits too. I mean, <laughs> I have to like wiggle it to get it to go in every time. It's like it's it's tight. It's tight, gotcha. but it does fit. It does yeah. fit, and I like it there too because it's very centrally weighted in the kayak. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we put so much stuff on our kayaks, man. They can easily Teeter. Like, like, lean a little bit to one yeah. side. Yeah, that, uh. <laughs> that drives me crazy. So you're running basically everything off of just the one battery then. Yes. 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 I'm running, you know, because I'm my motors run. I have a Torquedo, so I have Torquedo mm-hmm. batteries for my Torquedo motor. Yes. So yeah, my fish finder, my lights, uh, the GPS puck, the two GLS ten boxes for the Panoptics. Yeah, that's all off the fish finder, or all right. for uh, one battery. One battery. Gotcha. Um, what um, uh, what kind and size and amp and what battery do you use for all that? So it's a Miller, it's a Miller Tech battery, and uh, it's a forty-five that I use right now for it. Nice. Forty-five amp hour, and I have plenty of juice at the end of the day. I, I was just going to ask, actually, yeah, how, yeah. I've actually run two days with nice. my fish finder on it. Now I wasn't running my lights or anything during those mm-hmm. two days, but you know, I mean, there's plenty of juice with it. You know, like like I said, I believe in having a little bit of extra juice, right? Versus, you know, versus cutting it close. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard that um, the uh, like the panoptic stuff, you know, can kind of drain the batteries a bit more and whatnot. So yeah, I didn't know if uh, you had experienced some of that too with those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first got my panoptics, I was a little impressed with how much juice they actually. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm upgrading my battery now. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. And then I got another black box added on to it, so another Panoptics added on to it. I was like, well, I, I was going to say, what does the second one do? Like, I, I, I know, or, or do you have then three transducers total, or do you like one for down imaging, side imaging, or does one of the Panoptics do that? So I have three of them total. That's so what I thought. One that does down inside, right? Like in traditional sonar, um, that mount on the, the, the traditional Hobie plate underneath, plate. the Guardian mm-hmm. plate underneath. And then the the two panoptic transducers so one of them shoots in perspective mode which is a very flat and shallow and gives me a very wide view from side to side um 
but it's only works in shallow water. Let's say up to 10 feet, it works really good unless 15 feet kind of, and then much, le much more than that. You can't see the bottom. Is that like the, so the one where it's like in a circle? No, that... that would be the Hummingbird 360. This oh, is more like uh, almost half of a pie. Oh, okay. Almost half of a pie. When you when you look at it, it shoots out like this, and you see kind of like almost half of a pie. In gotcha. And then I have another one set up in what they call their forward, which actually shoots an image below you and in front of you. And, uh, and, you, can, and you can see like 60 feet below you. Wow. It's very thin, though, right? You're not right. seeing a pie anymore. You're seeing just a little sliver of the action that's happening. And that one's it's very directional, like right? Yeah. I'm sorry? That one's very directional. That's the one you're going to be yeah. kind of aiming, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to be pointed. Like, if you want to look at a tree, you have to point it directly at that tree. Mm -hmm. Where in perspective mode, the tree just kind of shows up on the screen. Gotcha. Yep. And you probably have... Um... I know there there's several different versions now of um, oh like mounts and stuff that I've seen for Hobies that can clamp right on to the H rails that you can you know use to like turn it and whatnot too. Yeah, I actually have one that I made myself. Oh, nice. Out of, out of aluminum, you know. There's some mm -hmm. really nice ones coming. Yak Attack's got one in the pipeline that looks killer. I can't wait till it hits the market. Um, yeah, there there's and there's lots of good ones out there. There's the the sniper one, right? That you that has the rotational arrow on the top. There's 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 lots of good ones out there. Right. Yeah. Again, a rabbit hole that I haven't even <laughs> tried to go down yet because I'm like I'm still learning a lot about my just my original fish finders. Still. <laughs> it is a rabbit hole, man. It is like a yeah. deep deep rabbit hole. <laughs> But, um, yeah, definitely uh, good stuff. This is, um, this is actually, this has been pretty awesome. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of, like, what other questions to ask when it comes to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Electronics and stuff like that. Shandi, can you think of... I know uh, you mentioned, like, the through-hole wiring kits and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know, like, I, I found, uh, besides the one that the Hobies come, I know at least my Outback has some that were built in that I used for my fish finder initially, and that worked great. Um, and then um, I found the Yak Attack ones that also seemed, like, very similar to the Hobie ones. Um, I, I know it's it. Uh, the instructions on mine say drill a one-inch hole, and I was like, that's a big <laughs> hole. 
but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the everything I've seen online seems to people are happy with them, and you know it seems to keep things watertight for the most part. Um, do you have any other that you uh, recommend or um, that you've used? Um, honestly, and, those are, those are the top two off my head, man. Okay, I, you know the the neat thing about the Hobie is that they got three ports on them, right? Yes. So if you, if you got multiple things you want to run out of there, you can. That's that's kind of neat. Uh, the thing I like about the Yak Attack ones is that they seem to be like really watertight, a, more so than the Hobies. The Hobies seem to have a little bit of water intrusion can happen, mm -hmm. not a lot, you know, but and, and some. Um, so I mean, it's it's a, it's a give or take, you know. And do like, you uh, do you ones. silicone them then, or like I know I didn't silicone my Hobie ones, but the video I watched, the guy siliconed his Yak Attack ones. You know, I I, I have siliconed my Hobie ones just to okay <clears throat> due diligence. You know what I mean? When I'm I overdo stuff quite often, <laughs> honestly. You know what I mean? I'll be in there messing with it. I'll be like, man, that may not be a bad idea. I'll just <laughs> work silicone on it. Yeah, jam. I have it, so I'm like anything that I screw into that, I I silicone. It seems like yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like I, if it even if it doesn't need to be, I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna hurt anything. Exactly. Here, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna hurt. Why not? <laughs> right. It could only help. Right. And I have this big old tube of it, so it's not like I'm gonna run out of it. So I might as well keep using it. <laughs> um, when it comes to silicone, what I wanted to ask you about this too is, um, do you do you ever find yourself like needing to like re-silicone after like a season or anything like that, or like finding that maybe it kind of is coming apart a little bit. I had used some like uh, waterproof marine grade silicone one time. And I don't know if I just, whatever it have you, but I had a, uh, on the outside of the kayak, I um, had my lights running through the hole and it seemed like at the end of the season, like it was just like deteriorating or falling apart. So I didn't know hmm. if you've had any experience like that, or maybe it was just like a random fluke with me. <laughs> I, I can't say had me have any experience with it deteriorating you know I've, I've have had it like pull apart on some mm -hmm. stuff that maybe flexed a little bit too much or, or who knows who knows what happened yeah. maybe i didn't clean it enough you know what i mean because if you don't clean the surface really 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 good yeah with silicone it, it it sometimes won't stick right um but i haven't had any like like actually deteriorate usually usually when i use silicone it seems to be like almost indestructible you know like it lasts forever yeah um, i may not use that silicone brand again <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I, like I, I, I use goop and the the marine grade and it's that's worked good stuff. for me yeah. yeah 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 it's good stuff yeah uh, oh yeah i know what else i was going to ask you so with your your battery uh being in that square hatch now i i've heard both sides of this when it comes to lithium batteries, but at least from what I've seen, um, you know, on the manufacturers, manufacturers websites and guides, you technically don't need a um, like storage box to keep your batteries in for lithium batteries. Is that correct? Uh, <laughs> let's say that, having a storage box especially if it's on the outside of your kayak where it may get a lot of water on it is a really good idea 
I can't speak for every manufacturer out there, but from what I've read about lithium batteries, they all have a small, tiny bleed hole in some place, right? Because they get hot on the inside, and then then they get cool when you're not using them and charging them. They get hot, so there needs to be some way for that that air to equalize in them. So that's what you don't want to get water on because if that thing sucks that water into it, that's obviously not good. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's a good idea. I think with any manufacturer's batteries that are out there and, and maybe you can find some uh, military grade one that doesn't, that's totally sealed somehow, but mm -hmm. I, I would put some, I'd put them in some type of box if, if right. it's on the outside of the kayak. I think that's just a good idea. Yeah. Now, there's probably going to be 900 guys that say, oh, I haven't done that, and I haven't had any problems. They probably haven't, you know, I mean. Right, yeah, which is, yeah, kind of why I'm asking you, too, because, like, yeah, I've I've read places where, like, yeah, you should keep it in concealed, and then other guys, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can have it on the backside of your kayak. You'll be fine, even if it's pouring down rain. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're probably right, and they're probably fine. Again, like I like I all overdo stuff. You know what I mean? I'll overdo mm -hmm. it. But now, do you want to be on the middle of Gunnerville, Gunnersville Lake in a rainstorm, and then have your battery crap out because there's some tiny little breathing hole that sucked in a minute amount of moisture? Mm -hmm. Yep. Or do you want to put it in a box and never even have to worry about it? Right. Yep, exactly. Now the one, the one I mean, under your under your seat, is it wedged in tight enough that you don't have to mount it there, or have anything that kind of holds it there? Or it... Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean it's because it, there's like two scupper uh, drains that come up right there, right? Yep. And it fits in between those, and man, it's like literally when I put it in there, I have to like wiggle it and get it <laughs> to like shimmy through those okay. to fit in. When I fit it in there, because I have put some foam in there to replace the foam box. Mm -hmm. The space, like it, when I when it goes in there, it's like locked in. There's no place for it to, like you couldn't even force it to move out of there. You know, it's yeah. surrounded by foam on the top, in the back, and then there's those two posts on the sides. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty locked. It's, and then it's it, almost like, like it was made to go in there, really. And your honestly. leads are in the front then, or like facing the opening? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like, if I'm sitting on it, the leads are pointing towards the front of the kayak. Right. Okay. And what I do is I just have a, a instead of like unbolting those leads, that's the one place that I have a disconnect, right? Okay. And I, I use one yes. of those waterproof car disconnects that are like yes. super hardcore waterproof. You know, not the little trailer ones. The super no. hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have like the the little. You have to like push down on like the little clip thingy to pull them apart and whatnot. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's, I, that's what I use for disconnecting and connecting my batteries to everything. But I got to work on the rest of the wiring because that, yeah, that's a little bit of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the best. If you're going to have a, a, a disconnect someplace, those are the best ones to use because they truly are waterproof. Yeah. Like you can truly have them underwater and they won't have water get inside. Nice. Awesome. Well, definitely good stuff, um, especially, you know, when it comes to this type of stuff. Because, I mean, yeah, I remember, man, when I was first getting into kayak fishing, I was super intimidated with, like, electronics and running wiring and stuff like that. I was just like, 
I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I'm afraid to do something because, uh, you know, I was afraid I was going to like, you know, blow stuff up or set stuff on fire, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, after talking with some people and seeing uh, how people have things uh, set up and wired and everything, it definitely helped, uh, you know, ease, you know, my mind in a sense. So, um, yeah, definitely some awesome insight. Yeah, I burned up a few wires. <laughs> 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 Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure everybody's had their fiasco of wiring things. Um, uh, I was going to say last year. Yeah. My motor. Um, so one of the um, crimps uh, on one of the ends just wasn't crimped just good enough. And like the wire had actually just kind of barely pulled out. And I was just like, man, I've got everything plugged in just right. Like, got out of the kayak, you know, I'm looking around, and I was like, what is going on here? And then sure enough, I saw that that wire was just loosened up, and I was just like, oh, man, you know, so. But, it doesn't so, take much either, man. No. Just, I mean, it, just a little bit of tiny bit of play, you know, and all of a sudden yes. it just, like, just won't work. Nothing. You know? Yep, 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 exactly. Well, Kurt, um, this has been really awesome. Uh, thanks again for, uh, you know, coming on the show tonight. Uh, kind of go down the rabbit hole with us when it comes to wiring your electronics on the kayak. Uh, Sean, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask No, I was just going to say um, we'll have to get links from you for, you know, where those, uh, where you got those, the guy who makes those plates. We can, uh, Ooh, you yes. know, definitely give him a shout out and, uh, you know, that kind of thing too. Um, that way folks can find them if needed. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Piercy is his name. Uh, you look up Tim Piercy Fishing and it'll take oh, yeah. you back to his website. I know Tim. Yep. Yeah, I know his website. He's, he's got more than just, um, you know, mounting plates and stuff like that too. They, he's, he's got a bunch of cool stuff. He's even got um, some like wire art uh, that he can custom make for you too, which is really hmm. neat. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it's, he, he makes some really good stuff. And then um, also, yeah, Kurt, if you wanted to, um, you know, shout out any uh, sponsors or people or whatnot, um, you know, let's, uh, let's hear them. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'd like to throw out my sponsors, you know, uh, Yak Attack, Torquedo. I mean, I can't thank these guys enough. Uh, uh, Miller Tech Lithium, Picasso Lures. These are the guys that help keep me on the water. Uh, uh, fishing online, I don't want to forget these guys. They're instrumental in, in what I do and helping me, you know, do what I do. So, you know, if anyone has needs anything or wants to check anything out, contact me. I'll help you walk you through whatever, or just go straight to those guys. They'll help you. They're all really good companies to work with. Awesome sauce. All right. Good stuff. Well, Sean, you want to close this out? Well, uh, thanks again for coming on uh, again. Uh, and, um, appreciate you coming on and just, you know, really making uh, a complicated subject, uh, pretty easy there, Kurt. And, uh, Definitely have to have you back on again sometime. Um, I was just looking. I I was just look when I went back to look at what we talked talked to you about before. I saw blade baits, and I'm like, I'm gonna go watch that again because now it's blade bait season. So exactly, I, I did, <laughs> I definitely use a refresher on that. So, uh, I, uh, but yeah, thanks again so much for coming on, and uh, everyone, thanks again for listening. Be sure to check out uh, Kurt. We'll uh, link him on 
all his socials and everything and um, uh, check out his sponsors as well. Again, this uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Uh, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. Good night. just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.